we always appreciate the time of our next guests because for the last 10 months, they have been two of the busiest people in our community on the front lines of the battle against a pandemic that has taken now more than 190 lives in our community and has infected more than 14,000 people. We start off 2021 with hope on the horizon, a vaccine that is available. It started to be distributed, but it's not an easy process. Sangamon County this week putting out uh, the detailed plan on how they seek to get this vaccine into as many arms as possible and to talk about that and what you need to know about it. The Sangamon County Public Health Director, Gail O'Neill, and the county's medical director, Dr. Vidya Sundaration. Thanks so much to both of you, as always, for your time here this afternoon. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Gail, I want to start with you just to uh, to get the uh, latest update on the vaccination process. How many doses have we gotten? How many have been administered to date? Where, where do we stand right now? Well, we have gotten a lot in our community. Um, our first big batches of um, nearly 8,000 doses went to, we allocated them to the um, hospitals, St. John's and Memorial. They are, you know, we saw them as the frontline healthcare workers. Our hospitals were full. Everybody was tired. So we wanted the vaccine to go to them first. Um, so that has been happening. We have, um, so that's one shipment. And then we actually have had one for ourselves. The, um, for the county overall, there's been up to today, there's been 10,117 doses, first doses given and 1,003 second doses given. So the hospitals were, are on the second dose um, schedule because they were a couple weeks ahead of us. And they also started out with the Pfizer vaccine, which is a quicker time for your second dose. Um, at the health department, we've given um, about 1,200 doses so far. Um, we've given some of our supplies to um, SIU to help them get started with their um, providers. And the same with Springfield Clinic. We um, had, I think that came out of our 2200 delivery. We've been waiting and we didn't hear till last evening that we were going to get a shipment. We expect one tomorrow. Um, it should give us about 5,000 doses to work with. Um, actually, if we hadn't gotten any, well, they're still not here. So we, all, we never really count them until they get here. We only had enough vaccine on hand to get us through Tuesday, but we will have vaccine. And so um, part of the frustration for people is that um, we're using an appointment system, which is very important, um, but we also only can put appointments out. We don't want to have people with appointments and no vaccine on hand. So um, we will, once we know for sure that we have vaccine, to get us into next week. Um, and, the, you know, we don't want to overpromise doses, so we will put some more information out as soon as appointments are available. Gail, I, 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 yeah. I, I know you're probably hearing this. We're seeing some of it on social media, some frustration out there. We know that, for example, last weekend you put out a call for healthcare professionals, and what you described as a glitch in the system allowed other people to sign up and, and get appointments so they can get their vaccines. Uh, by Monday or Tuesday of this week, there was word spreading on social media that people in, uh, in Group 1B 
teachers and things could start to sign up. Uh, and then others would go to the site and find that all the uh, spaces were already taken up already. So people are kind of frustrated because it's feeling like a bit of a crapshoot to them as to do they hear it in time? Do they click fast enough? Can they get in before the, the spaces are all uh, filled up here? Uh, is there any thought being given to any kind of a waiting list so that somebody can go and say, I want the vaccine. Notify me as soon as a shot's available that I'm qualified for and and I'll sign up Uh, because right now people are feeling like it's a little bit hit and miss. I bet. I bet. And we are trying to figure out how best as a community to do that. Um, And we have been working with our four partners, the big ones in the community that we were working with in the beginning. St. John's and Memorial and SIU and Springfield Clinic have... um, are wholeheartedly um, working with us to try to um, come up with a good plan for our community. The only thing holding us up with that is the availability of vaccine. As far as our appointmenting system, um, it is a little frustrating, uh, very frustrating for a lot of people right now. I'm aware of that. And what happened last weekend was that my, the staff called me on Saturday and said, we only have 56 appointments filled for Sunday. And I had stat, we had staff, you know, um, required to work and the ability to do 300 vaccines. So um, since we didn't have a full appointment schedule, we tried with, you know, make a few calls to people that we knew had 1A um, connections and then made a few other calls. And then uh, we did what we could and we actually filled up the appointments. It was just one of those things where I didn't want appointment times to go unfilled. So um, it was uh, kind of a short turnaround time, and I talked to all the people that had called about wanting appointments that day, and, you know, it's a challenge. The callback process on people is very difficult to keep it really fair, and we're still working to see if there's a better way. Um, As I was calling people back, there was people that were on the the website electronically making appointments, so that was kind of a, a conflict that we needed to deal with. Um, and try to look forward to how that doesn't happen in the future. You right know, now, we're booked until the end of January, um, and then we start having the situation where we'll, we'll have second vaccinations necessary starting in February. So we've, we've got a plan for that, but um, the callback list or the promise of an appointment, people are talking about lists, and then they leave messages on phones all over the building and think they have appointments, and that we think that's going to be really disappointing because that is not – a verified appointment yeah. for them. So yeah. We're, we're I, I, trying to come up with a better way. I think it's really important, though, that, yeah, you can't just leave a message and then think you're you're covered. You have to actually talk to somebody, get some confirmation uh, on this. But, but Gail, this is, you know, it goes back to something that we knew was going to wind up being an issue here, which is it's it's amazing we've got a vaccine so quickly. Amazing right. that it's starting to come in, but it's coming in slowly. And at the, the rate you've been talking about to reach herd immunity, roughly 70% of the county's population, that's tens of thousands of people, obviously. At the pace we're getting vaccine, how long is it going to take to get to that point? Right. That is that is a challenge. Um, I think it's going to ramp up. I think um, we'll, we'll see more soon. Um, and uh, we've been talking to the state about that. Do you have any? No, I think 70% is the target. Yes. At least 70%. Higher right. would be good. Right. We have expressed our concerns, Joe, to the state health department. We said, what's the chances that we could get uh, 10,000 doses a week? You know, we could do it um, between our partners and us. And at that point, they only had 60,000 for the whole state. So mm. um, we're hoping that this is going to level out 
and we'll have, you know, if, if we knew whatever level, you know, if we were only going to get 1,000 a week, we could deal with that just knowing it's kind of hard with the unknown um, of how many, you know, we don't want people to have hopes that, that can't happen. But um, the good news is that all these people wanting the vaccine is a great sign um, that people will accept the vaccine. I think it has a little more value to people right now because everybody wants it right now. You know, we've been waiting for 10 months and we just got it. So it's, it's wonderful. And um, we do want people vaccinated as soon as possible. I want to bring in Dr. Vidya Sundaration into this conversation now. Uh, doctor, what do we know right now based upon the testing, based upon now uh, almost a month of, uh, of getting this vaccine out uh, to people in, in the field? What do we know about the level of protection, about how long that protection from the vaccine is going to last? And is it possible even after you've been vaccinated to still potentially spread the virus to others even if you're not being impacted by it? Yeah, a great question. So, uh, you know, we have two vaccines which have uh, an emergency use authorization uh, from FDA, uh, which means they're okay to use. We still need uh, bigger trials for them to be completely FDA approved, but they are uh, they're good to use with an emergency use authorization in a pandemic situation. Um, and both these vaccines that are available uh, for us, uh, Moderna, uh, being one and the other one uh, being from Pfizer, both of them are extremely efficacious, um, 95%. So 93 to 95% efficacy with uh, uh, with both of them, uh, which means that you're about 95% protected uh, against um, getting COVID once the vaccination is complete with both the doses and allowing about two to four weeks of time for the immunity to develop. So after that, uh, you're considered protected. But um, one can still transmit the virus, although they cannot get sick with COVID, they can still transmit the virus in their nasopharynx to somebody else who's not vaccinated. So that is why it's important to continue to uh, wear a mask, watch your distance, wash your hands, uh, and have these uh, public health strategies in place so we can completely do what we need to and consistently do what we need to um, to try to, uh, to get to the end of the pandemic and until everybody else can be vaccinated as well. And, and do we know once you've been vaccinated and you've gotten to that uh, 95% protection, how long will that last? Is it indefinitely or are people going to have to get revaccinated annually? Do we know yet? So uh, there has been data from uh, different places. We're not entirely sure as to how long it will last, but uh, some uh, reports read eight months, some reports read a year, uh, but we don't have enough data. We have to look at that uh, moving forward with phase four studies, post-marketing studies, after people have received their vaccines, look to see how long this immunity lasts. uh, One thing we know for sure that with natural infection, Uh, the immunity does not last as long as the immunity with the vaccine. So the vaccine immunity definitely uh, lasts longer than the natural infection, which is the reason why if someone has had COVID, you still recommend uh, for them to get the vaccine, despite the natural infection, because the vaccine immunity lasts longer. Gail, walk us through the the process here. Uh, When people get their appointment, they get it confirmed, uh, and they have a date and time to come to the county building to to get their shot. Uh, Walk us through what happens. How 
early should somebody get there? What are they going to need to bring with them? What's the process like? Well, right now we're operating indoors, which so that's the only part of the process here, and it may be helpful when you're wearing your coat, it's a good idea to wear a short sleeve shirt underneath so you don't have to take off a whole bunch of clothes. Um, that is one. So you come in and you at the, to a registration desk. Um, if you're in a group that requires you to show an ID that you work in one of the um, grouping areas, we've been asking people to do that to show a work ID or some indication. We ask people where they work, so we have we have to provide data to the state of what people we have vaccinated by category. So that helps us with that. Um, we ask people if they have um, an insurance card, if they want to provide that, that will help us be able just to bill for um, administration fee um, of $23. What we're going to do is just bill insurance, and then if the insurance doesn't pay, we're done. We're not taking anything from the, um, the patients themselves. And um, so they fill out a registration form so that we have the information to put in the eye care system which is a statewide database that tells our, you know, all vaccinations. We've been doing this with children for a long time so that your doctor can know which vaccines you've had, and at least in Illinois, everybody can share that vaccination information for your medical care. Um, then you um, go to the station where you talk to the nurse for a little bit who's going to vaccinate you. She asks, he or she asks you some questions about um, illnesses you may have had, if you've had reactions to vaccinations in the past, um, you know, so we can be prepared if they think they're going to have an allergic reaction to something. If anybody's had that, then we tell them that they need to wait for 30 minutes rather than the 15 minutes. Um, they answer any questions. They go through the paperwork and make sure that the person knows they need a second dose. They're given the vaccine, um, sent to a place in the hall or someplace where they're six feet distance. So a nurse can um, watch them for 15 minutes to make sure that they don't have any reactions or have any concerns. While they're doing that, they've been given a packet of paper that says uh, you need to get your second dose as, you know, the earliest you can get your second dose is maybe like February 4th or something like that. Um, it tells them how to go about making their second appointment, which is just like the first one um, with a date on it. Um, Tech-savvy people can... Um, you just scan a little barcode and do the process of getting hooked into the um, appointment-making system, or they can call the um, hotline that also has a link to take you right to appointment makers. So there are appointments available for the second dose. Um, and then after they're done, they go on their way and go home and have started the process of being vaccinated. Now, you were, uh, you're you planning to do uh, drive-through vaccinations, and there's uh, actually a building being constructed there at the health department to allow for that, but that's not up and running yet? It's in the process. Um, we, we will use it next week. We don't want people to rush. We also know that we, we believe that there's going to be snow this weekend, so we don't want our first weekend for our staff and everybody to be in several inches of snow, so we told them to, part of the purpose for the building is to provide some warmth and um, protection for our staff while they do this, so it's getting insulated. We want to make sure that we understand how the heaters run, and we don't want to start prematurely, and even there's a couple other small buildings out there that will provide some protection for our staff as they do the, um, the paperwork in the front part and as they do the monitoring, as the nurses do monitoring, so that we can take turns and they can walk around and watch people at the cars and warm up in between. So there's like garden sheds that are out there for that, and they'll be heated and have um, light too. So, 
The, the county's allocated a million dollars for this vaccination program for staff, for supplies, the construction of this uh, facility, uh, et cetera, and for public relations work and to get the word out to uh, to convince people of the, the benefit and the necessity of receiving the vaccine. Dr. Sunderation, I want to ask you, because I know the, the last Board of Health meeting, there was quite a bit of discussion about uh, concerns. There'd be some pushback, some resistance in some parts of the community, particularly in communities of color. Uh, how big a problem do you anticipate that being, and, and how do you hope to counteract it? Yeah, there have uh, definitely been um, questions and concerns. Uh, so, you know, coming from an educational um, institution, uh, we try to uh, put out information which is scientifically sound and addresses these questions and concerns. Um, so there were questions about the uh, side effects of the vaccine um, and safety of the vaccine, and uh, there's also a lot of information um, on the Internet. Uh, so we try to uh, um, address those with uh, Q&As and, and um, try to provide a, a scientific basis for, uh, for the safety of the vaccine. So, yes, uh, we, have, we have encountered uh, quite a few of those questions. Uh, and education is, is what we are really targeting and getting the word out. Uh, we are also... Um, uh, uh, cooperating with uh, or um, um, trying to collaborate with COVID ambassadors, um, uh, people from uh, communities where uh, uh, we could um, collaborate with them and, and provide this information to disseminate uh, to members of the community as well. Uh, be- before we uh, let you go, Gail, I wanted to just ask you, we saw the numbers come out today, 88 new cases. That's the second highest number we've seen this month. And while it's much better than where we were just a few weeks ago, uh, are you seeing any indication that we have had any kind of a post-holiday surge or anything related to bars, restaurants, schools being reopened again? Anything that's giving you any cause for concern at this point? At this point, no. We... Um you know, if we see that happening for several days in a row, we might be a little more concerned. Of course, we don't like to see an increase. We were pretty excited with some low numbers. Um, I think it could be from people that hadn't tested during the holidays that are just getting back to it now, or they know someone who was positive and thought, well, maybe I was at risk. Um, and that could be um, people doing pre-procedure uh, testing, too, where they didn't know if they're having an outpatient procedure. We really don't know for sure. But um, one day or two days is it's a little bit alarming, but we're not uh, we're we're hoping that that's not a trend at this point. We haven't heard that there's anything big going on. There are still a few outbreaks in long-term care facilities that could do that. Um, so at this point, yeah, we don't know for sure where it's coming from. If this happens a few more days, then we'll we'll be talking about where it might be coming from. Gail O'Neill is the Sangamon County Public Health Director. Dr. Vidya Sunderation is the county's medical director. Uh, Gail, one more time, where do people go to get the very latest on uh, availability of vaccine, who is eligible at any given moment, and to make those appointments when they become available? We need people to call the hotline, which is 217-321-2606. Or they can go to our website, and um, it's right there on the front. You can't even miss it, COVID appointments or information. And they do need to keep checking back because some people may have canceled an appointment. So there's every, every once in a while they, um, there's a, an appointment or two in there. And we'll let you and the rest of the media know when we can open this up 
to try to get people to fill in the other appointments again, Jim. Well, we're hoping to have news tomorrow about more doses. So uh, when we get that word, we'll pass it along. We also have a portal at our website, WMAY.com slash vaccine with links to the county health department, state health department, lots of vaccination information there. Uh, Thank you both so much for your time. Uh, Please stay in touch and we'll continue to track all this. All right. Thanks, Jim.